Hello, beautiful people. If you were looking to expand your consciousness and have your mind blown, you have come to the right place. You have come to the Oracles of Ancient Truth podcast. Thank you so much for listening. This is your host today, Caitlin Jones, and I'm really, really excited about what I'm going to share today. I have such a weird energy surrounding it, but it's very excited, so that's always a good thing. So today, I'm going to tell you guys the things that turn my life around. And if you haven't known me for a very long time, you might be like, what? Your life needed turned around? Yeah, it it did. Anyone that's like a light worker or a healer or on a platform like this has most likely went through some dark times that pulled them through the darkness into the light in order to be this being who is in a place to help others. And that's exactly what happened to me. And my hope with this podcast is to possibly help some people who are either feeling stuck or are wanting to expand their consciousness or wanting to be better and better every day and just aren't sure how. There are some little things that you can do that will just completely change your life around. And I know this because it happened to me. So before I get started, I just want to say that if you get triggered in any way during this episode, please don't stop listening. Please keep listening. If I'm triggering you, that is a great thing for you. Obviously, if it's not like intense, I'm sending you into a panic attack, which I hope I would never do that. But if I'm triggering you and I'm saying something that either doesn't resonate with you where you don't agree with it, or even if you're just getting triggered by the fact that I stopped doing these things to better my health and it's something that you are still doing and you don't want to part ways with, please just keep listening for a couple reasons. A, so that you can learn why I stopped doing what I did and see the outcome of it. But B, because when someone triggers you, it's actually one of the most important lessons that you could learn behind that trigger. And... There's going to be a whole podcast coming out soon that I am outlining right now about dealing with triggers and what they are and what they mean and all that stuff. But for now, just know that if anyone triggers you, including me in this podcast, it's guiding you in a different direction. I am mirroring to you something that you haven't been able to fix within yourself. And that's what I'm here for. That's why I'm here to help. That's why I was incarnated this lifetime. And I'm I'm positive that you trigger other people also and that's just the way that the cycle of this world is working right now until we can evolve as one we're all going to keep triggering each other until we figure out how we can heal and how we can become our best selves so onto the list just wanted to point that out because I do realize that there are some things in here that either not everyone's gonna agree with or they're going to be like, oh, I don't want to stop doing that. Or I don't want to start doing that. Like, it's going to be a very protective personality coming out about these things they don't want to part ways with. And I understand that. I used to be that. <laughs> but I'm not anymore. And I'm better now. So I want to share the things that have made me better. And then one last thing I want to say is that these things I'm going to share are in no particular order. They're not in order of the things that happen first to the things that happened last. They're not in order of the things that were most helpful to the least helpful or anything like that. They're all pretty much equal, except for the thing that I'm going to say first, which first and foremost 
the thing that turned my life around was a meditative practice. I know you're probably rolling your eyes like, oh my god, this bitch is saying meditation. Like, I knew she was going to say that. (laughs) Yeah, because my story with meditation is a little bit different than probably anyone else's that you're going to hear. So, I... I'm not really sure what I'm allowed to say right now, so I'm going to be careful with my words. But I was receiving messages from someone that I was supposed to receive meditation messages in order for a mission that we were supposed to complete this lifetime. Now that is very true. I do receive messages and meditation for my mission, for my purpose, even something that I'm supposed to do that day. The problem with this was... I hadn't started meditating until this person gave me those instructions. And that actually made me form a very negative relationship with meditation. I was waking up every day and feeling like I had a job and I had this duty and like, oh, it's my mission. I have an assignment to do. Like very pitta energy towards meditation. And if you know what I'm saying right now, you know that meditation should be like a kapha energy which is calm, cool, relaxed, going into it very grounded and centered and something that you want to do for yourself to make yourself feel better. And I was in this pit of meditation energy, which is just like fiery, let's just get the shit done like we have a job to do here. I was in that energy for maybe five or six months. Now I was receiving messages, I was receiving visions, all that fun jazz stuff was going on but I just had this negative relationship with it. And when I finally realized, hmm, I should be meditating for myself, for my own health benefits. Yes, it's good to meditate for the world. Yes, it's good to meditate to give the earth energy and to give other people energy. But first and foremost, I should be taking care of myself. So I actually took a three-month break from meditating altogether. And in those three months... I saw these same patterns coming up that I had dealt with six months prior before I started meditating at all. So I guess I should have said that before I even meditated at all, I was extremely, extremely high strung. I know you might think I'm still a little high strung, which I am. That's just my nature. But I'm talking like high strung, spaz, seven-year-old on candy from Halloween, trick-or-treating, won't go to bed at two in the morning, high strung. That's the energy I was all the time. And it was becoming really, really overstimulating for me. And my body was feeling run down and hurt all the time. I was having not very good relationships with anyone around me because my solar plexus was overstimulated and I was very argumentative, I was taking everything personally, I was getting triggered all the time and not realizing it, not realizing that the triggers were helping me. Yeah, you get the picture. It's not a very um, not a very good energy to be around. Now, I still was a very loving and caring person, but I was almost too loving and caring to the point where I was exerting all my energy on helping other people and seek a validation in return and approval in return. And through meditation, I learned that I don't need that from outside sources. I can give myself that every single day in the morning as soon as I wake up. So when I went on that three-month break, all these patterns came back up and I was like, oh my gosh, even though I was doing this for a job, it still was helping me so, so much. So I eventually eased my way back into it after I did research to learn 
the scientific health factors of what it does for your brain and how it stops aging and how it helps you to process fight or flight moments and how it helps you to process and heal old pain and traumas and how you can heal your chakras and all of that stuff. So meditation was the first thing that helped to turn my life around. And along with meditation, I would say that doing self-empowerment activities daily have been very helpful for me also, like just talking to myself in the morning and telling myself words that I need to hear, whatever it is that day. And there's going to be a guided meditation kind of going along the lines with that eventually. Um, So that's all on that for now. The next thing that helped to turn my life around, which... uh, you get triggered please keep listening i'm i'm sorry i'm not sorry i'm not sorry i'm here to enlighten you and expand your knowledge but i stopped drinking totally totally no alcohol if you knew me before you know that i didn't really like to drink in the first place and i would do it as a casual thing to like fit in with the group or to make myself more comfortable in a situation to make myself more comfortable around my family which sounds crazy but I started to realize that my body felt like shit the next day after having just one drink at 21 years old. And I'm 24 now, but even when I just had freshly turned 21 and I was only drinking for two years at that point, which, sorry cops, if you're listening to this, I did drink illegally when I went to college. (laughs) But growing up, I never had the urge to drink. I never really wanted to. It wasn't until my first weekend in college that I got drunk. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, I used to be a goody two-shoes, and then I turned into the crazy party girl. And now I'm somewhere in between. (laughs) But I just really could feel that drinking alcohol was not meshing with my body well at all whatsoever. Even if it was one drink, even if it was red wine, it didn't matter what it was. And then I started to learn about the spiritual factors of what happens when you drink. So bear with me here while I explain this because it is my duty and my mission to bring this to as many people's awareness that I can. Take a deep breath with me, guys. What happens when you drink is it weakens your connection to source. It weakens your grounding cord. And it weakens your energetic field. And each time you're in the process of drinking and you take another drink, each time you keep drinking in one sitting, that weakness gets more and more weak, if that makes sense. And eventually, you end up with these little cracks and crevices in your aura, which can maybe even turn to holes in your aura, which is your energetic field. And these holes allow space for other entities to enter your energy field and become you. And this can be positive or negative entities. And this is when you see people blacked out drunk, fighting with each other, arguing, throwing shit, breaking shit, fighting with people, breaking up with their boyfriend and girlfriend, having sex with people that they don't really want to, that they don't even remember having sex with the next day, waking up in a stranger's bed, doing stuff that you don't remember you do. You guys, like, is does this not make sense to you? You are being mini version of possessed if you are drunk. 
and I've tried to get this through so many people's heads that I care about and it's it's somewhat clicking it somewhat doesn't click but the point I'm trying to make here is that if we just as a collective stop making drinking so cool and start making conscious and intentional things cool we will eventually have a changeover and I might not see it in this lifetime and that's okay but if I can bring it to one person's awareness my duty is done if that makes sense so not only do you have the horrible health issues going on with drinking and ripping up your digestive system and not balancing your blood sugar and fucking up your hormones and fucking up your liver and all your organs inside you also have the energetic spiritual factor of negative entities possessing you for the night and potentially staying with you for a couple of days you know like when you have a hangover you just feel so shitty you feel so gross you hate the world you just want to go eat some nasty fried food maybe potentially that spirit is still lingering within you just saying so yeah when i stopped drinking i did lose a lot of friends but it's okay because it showed me that those people only wanted me to give them a fun time and my version of fun and their version of fun don't match up and that's okay but it also showed me like what it feels like to be sober and what it feels like to fully live into my body and, and just what it feels like to be as connected to source and as grounded as possible which is better than any time I've ever been drunk ever so there's that the next thing that really made an impact on my life was I stopped using a microwave (laughs) so I've been microwave free for about maybe seven or eight months now and I know that doesn't seem like a long time but in this day and age we microwave everything like everything even water for a cup of tea like you know you can boil water in like three minutes for your tea you don't gotta microwave it just think about it for a second like I urge you To stop thinking like, oh my gosh, they invented this thing that helps us eat quicker. Put that thought to the side for a second and think about this motherfucking machine piece of metal ass shit is heating up my food in 25 seconds. It's going from frozen to warm in 25 seconds. How is that healthy? How is that safe? What are these electromagnetic frequencies that are bouncing off of each other in the microwave? really doing to my food and then I am now ingesting that and then becoming that like if you're going to keep microwaving your food take a damn bite of the microwave next time you go to microwave something just saying they are horrible they're horrible I don't even want to see one ever again in my life (laughs) I understand if there's a circumstance that you're in where microwave is your only choice of survival that's a different story. I'm sending you love and light and praying that you can eventually get out of that situation as quick as you possibly can to eating healthy home-cooked meal on a fire that is not cooked with electromagnetic waves. So along with no microwave, I also stopped watching television. And I could go on and on about this one. So I'm going to try and make this one as short as possible so I can complete my list. TV is so so toxic really the things that our brain is being fed with news and the dumbass shows that are on tv that are meaningless like any sitcom or reality tv show or like celebrity housewives what is the point of sitting down and watching what someone else is doing in their life while your life is just stale 
Why don't you, instead of giving that time to a, a, a machine in front of your face and some people that aren't really there, turn it off and give that attention to yourself and do something empowering and fun and awakening that makes you feel alive for yourself. I just, I don't understand. I mean, I do understand because it's our government trying to brainwash us, but I don't understand why we're so interested in what other people are doing. And I mean, this podcast is a different story. If you're interested in what I'm doing, that's a different story because this is a positive thing that's awakening your consciousness. But if you are interested in someone else's life drama, I don't understand that. Please, if someone can explain that to me, like, reach out to me and explain. I understand, like, you thinking your life is so boring that you need to watch someone else's life. But why why wouldn't you just realize that you can just make your life more interesting by doing something instead of watching TV? Like, what? On top of it, the electromagnetic waves that we're absorbing from the TV are extremely toxic as well. Like, now whenever a TV is on, and I've been TV free for about 8 months also, when a TV is on, I get a massive, massive headache in like 10 minutes or less. The light bothers my eyes. The light is horrible for your eyes too. The light bothers my eyes. The frequency of the TV hurts my ears. And the entire combination of everything hurts my head. And physically makes me nauseous. If that tells you anything being TV free for eight months and now seeing the effects a couple months later in just 10 minutes or less, how horrible it makes me feel. So just something for you to think about. The next thing is, so yes, I was vegan already and that was for dietary restrictions. And this is a whole like, this is a whole thing here. People are like, what, you're not vegan for the animals? Yes, that's icing on the cake. But the original reason that I went vegan was for my own health. Because I cannot handle meat or dairy products anymore. My body absolutely restricts restricts it completely. So I was the kind of vegan that was eating not very healthy vegan food. So I started to incorporate more fruits and vegetables into my diet. Meaning every single meal, my meal is 95% to 100% all fruits and vegetables. And along with that, just snacking on fruit throughout the day. Like I stopped eating cookies. I stopped eating little junk food snacks that I would crave when I wanted sweet things. Instead, I would just eat like an apple or some dates or a banana or some oranges or something that's actually healthy for you that still tastes sweet but isn't giving you all the bad sugar. And that has helped me a lot for more than just like cleaning out my diet and cleaning out all my insides and everything, but it's helped to heal my stomach. It's helped to heal my digestion. It's helped to activate my brain a little bit more. It's helped me to feel more grounded and centered and along with all of this, just feel more connected to source. And another thing that kind of goes hand in hand with that is I started about four months ago to do 16 ounces of celery juice every single morning. And if you don't follow the medical medium or you've never heard of him, I highly, highly recommend to find him on Instagram or on podcasts because he he's extremely helpful in the diet area and the health area. If you have any health problem at all whatsoever, he has a cure for it. And I guarantee you celery juice will cure it too. So I have seen amazing results from that in... Four months or less. I saw results in the first two weeks. 
Um, you just have fresh juice celery every single morning after you have a little lemon water. Wait for the lemon water to absorb, hydrate you, and then you drink it on an empty stomach. And it helps to clean out the bacteria in your mouth, in your esophagus, in your stomach. It helps to heal the lining of your stomach. It turns all the bad bacteria in your stomach into positive bacteria for your... It, it doesn't turn it into positive bacteria. It turns it into food for your good bacteria to eat, which is just like unheard of from any other food. So celery juice, celery juice, celery juice every morning. Get on that if you can. The next thing on my list, and this is going to sound silly, but it really made a difference. Um, I started to hug trees, like really, really hug a tree. Not just go up to it and touch it and like kind of hug it and walk away. I'm talking like hug a tree like you would your best friend that you haven't seen for two years. Or hug a tree like you would your boyfriend that just got home from the airport. Hug a tree. Really, really hug it. And stay there for like three minutes (laughs) and keep hugging it. And through this, I started to realize more of my connection with mother earth more and like my better connection with nature i started to see more beautiful things in myself and around me and i realized too like how how much energy was being reciprocated here like it would take all the negative energy away from me and then transmute it and give me more positive energy back and then the positive energy that i would receive i would give back to the tree and it was just like this beautiful reciprocation of energy and i I just want everyone to hug a tree at least once a day if you can't. (laughs) The next thing on my list is my eyes got really open to realizing my purpose and my self-worth. And these realizations didn't come without meditation, which is why I put them in there separately because in itself it helped me. But this is another thing that meditation helped guide me to. And this is one of the things on my list I'm still struggling with. I still have issues with self-worth. I am in a place where I can admit this and say this. And I actually haven't been able to trace it back to where it came from. And I think that might be one of the reasons I haven't been able to heal it yet. Is because I don't know where it comes from. And if you are a person who is working hard in meditation, you know that sometimes when current life triggers come up or wounds come up, you are able to trace it back in meditation to the very place that it came from. Whether it was a parent or a sibling that said something to you or a teacher at school or something that you yourself went through, you can trace back to those events and situations in meditation. And then from that realization, you can heal that wound. So that's why you have to go back in time to feel what you went through in order to heal it in the current day. And this is where like reparenting yourself comes in and like talking to your inner childhood self and healing the inner child comes from. But I started to really realize like, holy shit, I'm here for a reason. All of us are here for a reason. There's this massive shift occurring right now in this lifetime, right now. And we all chose to incarnate to be part of it. And that itself is so empowering to me every single day. And anytime I have a self-doubt, I just remember like, I'm here for a reason. I'm here for a reason. I may not be in my reason right now, but the reason is coming and I'm here for a reason. And that is that. So yeah, 
The next thing on my list is yoga. And it's easier said than done. I know this from experience. (laughs) Yoga has really helped me to feel into my body more and love my temple, which is my body. And some days it's really hard for me to get into the groove of yoga. There were like two months where I was super on it, like doing it every single day for like an hour and a half. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. And then at some point I crashed and I was having a hard time feeling into my body again. Um, But that being said, I still do it four to five times a week because I know how helpful it is. And just knowing how energy moves and being a person sensitive to energy, I can feel when I have energy blocked in my body and I can feel where it's coming from if it's new energy. I can feel where it came from, who specifically it came from, and I can usually feel what will help get rid of it. And yoga is always one of those things that's on that list because it helps to obviously move your body. And by moving your body, you work out this energy that has been built up and stored in your body, either throughout the day or the week or whatever the case may be. But it's also a very good spiritual practice to connect you to your higher self, to connect you to your guides. And sometimes I like to do a yoga meditation combo where I have my guides come in and guide me through my yoga practice. And that's really fun to see because they'll give me like weird poses and positions to do and then like weird things to incorporate and I'm like why are you guys having me do oh okay 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 I I should just stop asking questions I see now why you had me do that that really helps to release that really helped to bring in new energy and something that I do during yoga that I want to encourage anyone listening to do or share with friends is whenever I feel something in my body is super, super tight and like having resistance to release, I associate it with what chakra it would correlate to. So for example, I have a lot of tightness in my hips and the hips relate to your root chakra and hips on your, so like it said that pain on your front associates with moving forward and pain on your backside associates with the past. So my pain on my hips is in the front and that's connected to the root chakra. So to me, that's telling me I'm having trouble moving forward. I'm having trouble feeling safe and secure enough to make my next steps or take my next moves. And something that made me feel unsafe in the past is making me still feel unsafe that I haven't released. And I will tell myself while I'm in the stretch, I'll say out loud affirmations. I am safe. I am secure. The past has no more control over me. I am safe and free to move forward in my own steps, at my own pace, to do the things that I desire. And I'm not shitting you guys. It helps to release things almost instantly. You will feel a release, even if it's just a tiny, tiny bit. And then you will gain more flexibility from that. Because sometimes verbally telling your body something to release will help with the physical release. And... Sometimes, too, I can see memories of when these certain instances happened to me that created this tightness and this blockage. So most most of the time you would think like, oh, shut that memory down. Like, don't think about it. Don't go there. Don't go there. But I disagree with that. 
I think that going deeper into the memory will help you to keep tracing the root cause of where that issue came from and reliving it will help you to finally close the chapter in the book on that situation and then you can heal it. So whenever those memories come up for me during yoga, I just let them come through. I allow the memory to come through and I'm like, hmm, okay, when, when, um, okay, I'm just going to give a specific example. When my boyfriend I was living with a couple years ago kicked me out and told me I had a week to find somewhere else to live, it created this uncertainty in my body and this feeling of being unsafe and not being secure. And I never released that feeling and I've been feeling unsafe and insecure ever since then and that was four or five years ago. And here I am still now in this present day feeling insecure and not safe even though that person is not in my life anymore and I have full control over my life now okay I'm seeing what's going on here I release feeling unsafe from any person in my past I acknowledge and own up to that I am in full control of myself now and I fully protect myself my guides have protection over me divinity in the universe have protection over me And I have a mission and a purpose here on this earth and I haven't completed that yet. So I have to be safe no matter what, right? Yeah, I do. So I hope that's, I hope that is helpful for your yoga practice to kind of take it to another level. Um, I just have a couple more things on my list. So the next thing is that I started taking a different approach to my social media platforms. I started using my social media as a way of sharing this information. It's like the podcast in Instagram form. (laughs) So I use it to share information and share my knowledge and wisdom with the world. Instead of posting like drunk selfies anymore or whatever the hell I was doing before. I use it now only to spread consciousness and make people more aware of things and bring light to the truth and all that kind of stuff. So that has made all aspects of my life, including the one that I live through a phone, meaningful and intentional. And that has helped me to realize that it doesn't matter where we are or what we're doing If you do things with intention, you are putting good into the world, no matter what you're doing, even if it's something like posting on Instagram. If you're intentionally doing an Instagram post that teaches people about something they should be more conscious about, you are doing something for divinity. You are working for divinity. And that is one of my goals is to be working for them at all times, to allow them to work through me at all times. And that includes the technology that we use. The next thing on my list, which should have been if I was numbering things, this would have been number two, maybe even number one. But I removed all toxic people from my life. And this means that even if you are blood related to someone, you don't talk to them as much or you don't see them as much because their energy is hurting you even if they don't realize it. This was hard for me. And it wasn't a decision I made overnight. It was a slow but sure decision. And this stems from relationships, friendships, coworkers, places I was working in general. But I just decided that for my own health and for my own sake of my own energy, 
I couldn't allow myself to keep being around these people that were lowering my vibration every time I talked to them or hung out with them. That it wasn't fair to me to be doing all this hard, hard, deep down work every morning through my meditation to just have that energy crumbled and destroyed by these negative people. Now, I know you're thinking like, if you're so powerful from your meditation, like how could you allow those people to destroy your energy field? Well, I agree with you. Excuse me. I agree with you, but I'm not a 10-year meditationer. I was someone who had just begun meditating three or four months ago, and I was having a really hard time with it. So yes, I would agree that at a certain point, you should have such a, such a strong energy from meditating that you can take on anyone's energy in the world. And I will be at that point someday. But in this moment right now, I can say this for now in the past, I wasn't in a place to be taking on these energies. That's not to say I won't be someday. But for my own, for my own health's sake, I just knew it was the best decision for me to not involve myself as much as I was. And some people I had to cut completely out. And that has helped me open my eyes a lot to how much power they were taking from me, the negative thoughts that they were contributing to me thinking in my own head, the self-sabotage and self-harm I was doing to myself, the ways I wasn't loving myself was all stemming from these negative frequencies that I was attracting myself to. So I decided to kind of isolate for a while, raise my vibration within myself to attract the same frequencies from a higher perspective and now every single person that I know and I'm friends with and I hang out with is the most loving angelic beautiful kind and giving nurturing souls that you could possibly imagine like people that you would want to babysit your children or you would want to maybe even have children with I don't know like just beautiful absolutely nurturing souls if the children thing doesn't resonate with you someone that you would leave your dog with or someone that you would want to be your doctor or your chiropractor or your therapist, whatever the case may be. Just the most beautiful people. You get the point. (laughs) The next thing on my list is that I learned to start, and when I say learn, I mean I learned the hard way. (laughs) I learned to trust my guides and to trust my intuition. I was getting a lot of messages coming in from myself, and my higher self, and my guides, and I wasn't sure which one was right, which one was wrong, which one was real or not, if I was making this up in my head, and then I learned the hard way that (laughs) the guides and my intuition are the ones that are right, and I, I learned which ones, which one those voices sounded like, which way those voices felt, what they looked like, how they came through, the messages that they brought with them. So that really opened up this whole new layer of life for me, of feeling completely safe and secure anywhere I go and anything I do. It made me feel unstoppable. It made me feel powerful in the most kind and loving way. And it made me feel like I really can help people. Now that I know I'm safe and I have help for myself whenever I need it, now I can open up these gifts that I have to share with anyone that needs healing, that I'm called to or that is called to me to help them. So really tune in to your intuition if you can. Tune into communication with your guides if you can. 
because that's going to be extremely helpful in turning your life around. The next thing on my list, I only have two more. So the next thing is I started to use divination tools. And that might sound silly, but to have hands-on things that are showing me to this new way of living was so helpful for me to become grounded with this energy. So when I say divination tools for myself, I mean tarot cards, oracle cards, crystals, pendulum, sage, palo santo, incense, a energy clearing bell, stuff like that. Those things really, really turn my life around because now not only do I have access to things that can help heal me, which are crystals that you can put on your body in your bath or carry around with you or put in your car. Not only do I have access to communicating with my guides when I'm not sure which one I'm hearing or which one is right through the tarot cards, I can get a clear message. Now I can also communicate with spirits through the pendulum. Now I can clear energy whenever I don't feel safe with the sage and Palo Santo and the energy clearing bell. I have access to everything that I need spiritually with these things. And I will get to a point where I don't feel the need to use those things anymore and I'm kind of phasing into that point slowly. As you get better and better with your gifts and stronger and stronger with your intuition and your connection to divinity, you have the need for these tools less and less. But when you're a starter and when you're just little baby who just came from unsafe situations and you don't know who to trust or what to do, but you know that you're a light worker and you're here to help, these things are very, very helpful. So I encourage anyone who feels the same way that I used to, to go to a store that sells these things and just feel what you feel called to. Whether it's multiple things or just one thing, you might feel called to something that can help you right now. In no way am I promoting like you need things in order to be happy, you need things in order to survive, or you need things in order to be spiritual. I am saying by this statement that I understand where you are if you aren't sure where to start, and if you aren't sure how to feel safe, and if you aren't sure how this whole thing works, that these things will help you just as they helped me. And through these things, you'll get deeper and deeper into connecting with the spiritual world. I hope that makes sense. And then the last thing on my list is that I stopped numbing myself. And drinking kind of goes with that. But like I said, I wasn't really drinking back then. So this means like hiding myself away when issues are going on or trying to turn my feelings off when I'm feeling something or even smoking weed sometimes. And I still smoke when I need it for healing or when I'm guided to or when... Well, basically when I'm guided to, if if I'm hearing or feeling that there is a connection that can be made through smoking marijuana and I'll feel something deeper, that's when I do so. But I used to smoke a lot and I realized I was numbing myself. So I actually stopped smoking altogether for like four months while I healed that need to smoke. And I learned a lot in those couple of months. I learned that anytime I had any kind of confrontation or thing that made me uncomfortable in the day, the first thing I thought about was, God, I can't wait to get home and smoke a bowl. God, I can't wait to get home and face a blunt. Like, this is so stressful. I'm smoking my face off when I get home. And I'm not like that anymore. (laughs) But I was realizing that I was having a hard time coping with real world events because 
marijuana was helping me to just numb myself from it and then I wouldn't deal with the problem at all and then it would be two times as worse the next day when I would wake up from my pass out stoner nap and (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing I shouldn't be laughing (laughs) but along with like not smoking anymore just in general I overall forced myself to start feeling more alive and to be more present and feel into the energy of wow, this is a fucking problem. What can I learn from this problem? How can I help this person through this problem? What's the actual lesson here? Are there any angel messages around? Are there any animal messages around? Which chakras offer them and how can I help heal that chakra? I just have this whole new approach and perspective on life after I've stopped numbing myself to these situations that are going on around me. Because in reality, The situations that are going on around you is reflecting what's going on inside of you. So it's time for us to wake up and start paying attention to what's going on on our outsides to get a little bit more insight of what's going on in our insides if we aren't at the place where we can already feel what's going on in our insides. So yeah, force myself to feel more alive and that helps me to not only be more in love with life, but it helped me to realize my life purpose and my life mission, which I would love to share with you guys sometime. But it helped me to attract and find my tribe. It helped me to start this podcast. It helped me to start the moon rituals that I lead. It helped me to start writing this children's book that Sam and I are creating together. It helped me to start my Reiki business that I run myself. It helped me to start doing readings for people. It helped me to do everything good that I have in my life right now. By feeling more alive, I brought more life to myself. And I hope you guys can resonate with that and understand that. But that is my list for now. I'm sure there's more things that I could think of, but I really wanted to hit hard on those things because I'm seeing people that are stuck in the in-between place of waking up and ascending between being brainwashed and being free i'm seeing a lot of people stuck in that in-between place and they can't figure out what their next step is or what to do and any of these little steps that you can take will be extremely helpful i thought of one last thing and that is to drink fluoride free water and to use fluoride free toothpaste if you know anything about fluoride you know that it blocks and calcifies your pineal gland and your pineal gland is the connection to your higher self to divinity your connection to getting psychic visions and having psychic abilities having clear audience having clairvoyance having clairsentience your pineal gland is extremely important to being a spiritual being in a human body and the fact that our pineal glands are being calcified by this chemical that is being added to our water and toothpaste is absolutely disgusting to me But it is something that needs to be known about and heard. And back to what I was saying, if you can make any of these switches one by one, I recommend to do so. Maybe you can test yourself. Can I try a different one every week or a different one every month? And then slowly but surely, you will start doing all of these things. Maybe some of them are not for you. Maybe all of them are for you. Maybe none of them are for you. And that's okay. But I encourage you to... Get more conscious and awakened in any way that you can. I hope this podcast is helping do that. If you have anything you would like for us to discuss on this podcast that would help you, please reach out to us on Instagram. Um, Our Instagram handles are in the description. I am at watergoddessplash. Sam is at naturebit21. 
But that is our entire purpose of being here is to help awaken people to the truth and awaken them to their highest selves. And I hope that all of the podcasts are doing that for you guys. But I hope this one specifically really helps open your eyes about things that can help you turn your life around too through my experience. I love all of you guys so much. I don't even know who all of you are and I love you and I thank you for listening to these podcasts. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, find us on Instagram and we send you off with love and light. Namaste.